podcast with me phil and me paul and on this week's show we're continuing with our audio commentary for the stones of blood and uh and tony will be joining us for that later on and that this week we're doing episodes three and four but as we promised uh last week we're going to do the news a bumper news aren't we because we didn't do one yes. last week well we say bumper it's the sort of stuff we could we could be bothered to find really isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah um, actually, before I, before I actually do the news, I must say one thing. Um, if anybody did hear, because I've listened back to last week's um, commentary, an episode uh, when we covered episode two of Stones of Blood, we had our, the fan going, didn't we? And uh, it did come out on the recording. So it was quite, no, I found it noticeable anyway. And um, I'm going to spoil the magic somewhat here because we, we recorded episodes three and four last week as well. So the fans are in all the way through that as well, because which is so bloody hot, wasn't it? I'm sure it's going to be equally hot this weekend when we've gone through. Oh dear! So uh, yeah, so just to sort of apologise, you know, in advance, really, for for the sort of the background noise, but um, it's it's not too obtrusive. I think I hope you'll find anyway. But, it is. Uh, it is after after the other week's podcast. You trying to prove we have got a fan at those? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have one fan, and um, we have to switch it on. <laughs> Yes, and even that gives us a cool response. Exactly. <laughs> hey! <laughs> anyway, let's get on with some this this so called bumper news. Now, unfortunately, we have to start off with some uh, with some sad news that uh, uh, whilst we've been sort of sort of away and off air and um, not doing news items, the actor Edward Burnham has sadly passed away at the age of ninety eight. Um, now, for those who don't know who Edward Burnham is, he played um, Professor Watkins in uh, the second Doctor Story, The Invasion. Which we've done an audio commentary for, haven't we? Um, all yes. those some time ago now, uh, and he's also uh, played Professor Kettlewell in Tom Baker's debut story, Robot, in nineteen seventy-four. Yes. He had the the best mad professor hair ever committed to television. I think you find. I think if he was looking for somebody, he was the identikit person. Wasn't he, he was. He was. Yeah, I think he was. Um, I mean, he was. I thought he was great in that actually. And uh, well, I mean, we were hoping one day to. Um, we were hoping to do that as a country last year, weren't we? Yes. Um, but we're actually going to sort of save that for uh, for another time. Yeah, we, so, we was going to. It would have been recorded last July if we was going to do it, but we decided only an idiot records in sweltering temperatures in July. So well, exactly, because it, it would have been actually been two um, two commentaries recorded in extremely hot temperatures last year, wouldn't it? So yeah, <laughs> on the bounce. So yeah, we are we just going to have time to fit it all in before the new series started. So we're saving Robot for another time. But um, mm. but ninety eight though, that's a that's a damn good a damn good, good innings, isn't it? I know that's a bit of a trite thing to say, but it, it is really. Um, but uh, he's, he's other things as well. Um, he, was, he was in obviously like Z Cars to Sir with Love as well. That was that Sidney Poitier film, wasn't it? And Lulu. You ever seen To Sir with um, Love? No, I haven't. Um, it's the, when it's the, I don't think he's meant to be a, an, like a British teacher, but he's like a black teacher takes on this this uh, East um, East End school, and Lulu's one of the uh, one of the pupils. Right. Yeah, so it's made back in the like nineteen sixty six, sixty seven or something like that. But uh, it's not a bad film. It's not a bad film actually. Um, 
Yes, so you see... Take it he was playing one of the other teachers rather than a pupil. I, I'm assuming so. <laughs> um, but, I mean, films he appeared, he was in Tin Rillington Place with uh, Richard Attenborough, Young Winston as well. And uh, so, he, he, you know, he, he'd been around for over, uh, active for over 60 years. Yeah. So, um, and it says he is appearing on television as early as 1938. Hmm. That's incredible, isn't it? That's absolutely incredible. So, um, yeah, so here's to you, sir. Here's to you. That was uh, and, and and your fantastic professor here. Um, now, so the, so I think some big news sort of broke um, whilst we've been away, and I think the biggest thing, uh, and so one that sort of piqued our interest, I, I think, was the that fact that River Song is joining Big Finish. Yeah, we seem to get a bit more of a very much a, a determined crossover between the new and the Big Finish stuff now, aren't we? Yeah, um, but not only that. I mean, I mean, it's the fact that she's actually joining the Eighth Doctor. Um, in a story as well, which which I find absolutely sort of fascinating. Really, how she's going to uh, how, how this is going to connect, yeah. really, especially in her timeline, more than anything else. Yeah, not too not too sure how this is going to pan out, but I'll, I'll be interested to see um, to see what happens. But um, but not only that, we're going to have some of the new series villains meeting sort of the the class as classic doctors, new monsters. Um, now, some of these is going to be quite interesting to, to do on radio, isn't it? Yeah, I think the Weeping Angels is going to be a... Yes, yes. Now, I mean, obviously people must have heard about this already because I think I put the link up onto our Facebook group anyway um, when it when the news broke. But you're going to have uh, the Fifth Doctor meeting the Weeping Angels. And as we said, how that's going to work on radio, I'm, I'm very interested to find out. Oh, uh, I, I think it can, really, I, to, to a certain extent in the fact that there, there have to be some sort of narration, but you know, just in the they've moved, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if that would actually sort of having that kind of running commentary of what an weeping angel's up to is going to get tiring pretty quickly. I don't know. That's why I'm, that's why I'm just interested to see what their what their take on it's going. But it depends be. on how much they're actually in it and how much. So you don't really need them in it that much. It's it, the weeping angels are all about atmosphere. They are really. I mean, they don't actually do a lot. Because when you're able to see them, technically, you, they can't move. So, well, that's the problem. When there's you, there's wh- not a lot of difference, really, to to to, to, to radio. I yeah, thought. but when you're doing radio, the atmosphere is built from the sound. Yeah, um, and the weeping angels don't make a lot of sound, really, apart from when they they the sound they seem to put on when they move. Oh, what was what was the sort of the, the movement the sort of when they're sort of like a strobe light effect, isn't there? Yeah, you get this weird noise as they sort of keep changing positions. So maybe that. Is what they could use, or they could go back to using um, what they did with um, oh, what was it? Was it, was it Bob when they yeah. spoke? They they spoke through his sort of um, voice, using his voice, didn't they, yeah. to communicate? So maybe they, they might go down that route again. But uh, but anyway, um, the sixth Doctor uh, meets the Jadoon, uh, seventh Doctor meets the Sycorax, and the eighth Doctor will face a new clone batch of Sontarans on the edge of the Time War. It says. So, yeah. Um, now, one of the other things that actually, um, I don't know if you read this as well, Paul, is that they're actually going to be a rec- big finish going to be recording the Sixth Doctor's last story, based on the story that leads up to him regenerating. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I hope this doesn't mean the end of the Sixth Doctor range. There's no reason why it should. There to is, be honest, there isn't, because is there? no, because we know how the how the Fifth Doctor regenerated and how the 
Seventh yeah. Doctor regenerating, it doesn't stop them producing them. No, so. I hope not, because I, th- I mean, I've, I've, you know, I sort of, I'm a big fan of Colin Baker on Big Finish, and I, you know, I've got, I've, I've got. And we now know how the Eighth Doctor regenerates. Yes, we do. Yes, um, but <laughs> do you put an end to these. No, that's it. Well, I think it seems to be building up to the Time War um, in the Big Finish range now. So yeah, I hope they don't bring it to some sort of conclusion. I really don't. I can't see them doing it. I think it's too. It's too popular. Yeah. It's far too popular. It really is. Um <laughs> we can actually record it and then wait for Colin Baker to die before Oh like, no. <laughs> That's a terrible thought, Paul. <laughs> oh dear, but um but also <laughs> a um, bit bit like oh, yes. Agatha Christie did with Poirot in wrote the episode book in which he died and was then they had to keep it on the back burner until her publishers would let her publish it. <laughs> Well, one of the other things that we're also getting is Doctor Who, the Churchill years as well, um, come from Big Finish, which, uh, yeah. will f- which will feature Ian McNeese, return as Winston Churchill. Um, that uh, one doesn't thrill me as much no, as it does. I have to say, I'm, I'm slightly onto how that one's really Yeah, because it, it's a four hour saga, it says here, and it's Churchill related a number of encounters with the ninth, tenth, and eleventh Doctors. It's basically mm. Churchill reading his memoirs, really. Yeah. Now, one of the interesting things it does say here, it includes Danny Horner's Kazran Sardek in a story taking place within the t- 2010 special Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I, I, it just sounds like you know a lot of narration, doesn't it? It sounds like a, an audio book rather than an audio story. If like, you know that's what I mean. certainly supported by a full cast of guest actors. Hmm. So it's going to be... Well, There's going to be a lot of scenes where, where the Doctor's just pops into the other room, I'd have thought. I would have thought so, because you're guaranteed you're never going to get Chris Eccleston back for it. Um, I reckon if David Tennant was able to, he would do. Yeah. And I'd probably say the same that Matt Smith probably would do if he could. Yeah. But he's off in Hollywood now, isn't he? So, um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But it's interesting I, that... that I, said, now I suspect at some point... that they, they, they I, I think at some point they will join the... I mean, it's, it's getting more and more likely to it, isn't it? I mean, it's just now it's everything but them, isn't it? Now? It is now. Yeah, exactly. It's I made mean, it to big finish, so... Yeah, I mean, the only other thing now will possibly be some of the new series companions might find their way in yeah. as well. Who knows? Who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. There's some interesting times coming up for big finish. It really is. It really is. So, um, now, on to Series 9 news. And um, I think the big thing that broke and has made a lot of people happy is that Rachel Talalay is returning to direct another Doctor Who finale. Yes, she's directing the finale for Series 9. And as you may remember, at home she directed the finale, um, Dark Water and Death in Heaven, for Series 8. Um, please, Paul? Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think anybody... Any problems people had with those two episodes, it wasn't the direction. No, it wasn't, was it? It really um, there wasn't. Were some, there were some pretty good scenes in in those two, and I'm yeah, no, I'm quite happy. Yeah, I'm happy as well. Um, I think I think a lot of people have been of the same opinion. Is the fact there's nothing wrong with the direction? The direction is very very good. It's just the script. You know, the plot wasn't that great, was it? No, really. Um, well, yeah, there, there's bits that we'd have. Yeah. Well, Dark Water's better than Death in Heaven. Put it that yeah. way. If if you go if you if you had to if I had to pick out of the two, I'd, I'd pick Dark Water really. Yeah. But, uh, so. and, I, and I think yeah. It really comes down to which side of the missy fence you're on, doesn't it, really? Yes, it does. It does. Um, 
Yeah, well, we'll see how that pans out as well in Series yeah. 9. But, uh, yes, yes, that's... Um, no, I'm pleased. I'm very pleased with that. Um, I think she's the only returning director from Series 8, isn't she? Yes. This Disappointingly, because remember we, when we summed up um, Series 8 last year, we said that, um, you know, we oh, you especially would be glad for any of them to, to come back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but then somebody knew. Uh, yes, indeed. Let's, let's see what the, the, you know. These the other people can do. Most of them were new for for last series, and that's what they can wasn't do disappointed. Now. So yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's uh, no, it's good, it's good. I mean, there's also been a few. Um, so the other thing as well, we're actually recording uh, the night before uh, the Doctor Who panel at San Diego Comic Con, so we could be missing out on on a real bumper crop of news, couldn't we? Yes. Uh, for all we know, there could be another a little sne- you know sneaky t- teaser trailer announced, or um, some some you know maybe they might. I don't think they'd let go of any plot details. I wouldn't have thought, but um, but you never know. There might have been some interesting stuff coming out of that. So um, if there is, it will be on the podcast you know, the ne- the next one when when we're, yeah. when we're back. So um, yes, yes. So uh, fingers crossed. There isn't anything too juicy that we've missed out on this evening. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. If you're that interested, you'd have heard about it before we'd have come. Oh yes, released it anyway. So oh god, yes, you've oh, heard about god. it by now. Actually, would have been the quick. Yes, I would have thought so. I would have thought so. Now what we uh, still don't know, actually oh, yes, is so. who's is episode nine. Yes, everything is to be announced, isn't it? Yeah, which is interesting. Very interesting. What is, yeah. yeah. What, what is what, what is that? Why? Yes. What is episode nine? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll find out soon enough. But um, and what... the fact most directors get two episodes each. Yes, it does seem that way, doesn't it? Well, as they're all supposed to be two parters, and this one seems to sit on its own. Yeah. Hmm. Because yeah. So obviously we're taking it. Does ten sit on its own? Hmm. Sounds like it. It certainly seems that way at the moment. But uh... oh, we'll find out soon enough. But we're hoping it's little little over a month away now, aren't we? So yes. Yeah. I'm not as you. Oh, not as I'm hoping. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually September, but uh, I, I doubt it. I reckon it, it probably yeah. will be August, the August yeah. Bank Holiday, won't it? So, but, uh, um, now anyway, onto news that Paul couldn't care less about. Really, um, it's <laughs> news that I'm. You know, uh, we broke a few weeks back. Was the Lego? Uh, I'll say that again. Lego Dimensions game um, that's coming out for all uh, the uh, console platforms. And obviously, I was getting excited about the fact that Doctor Who was going to be making an appearance within this game. Now, um, it's been announced uh, this week that um, the Twelfth Doctor will be voiced by Peter Capaldi himself, uh, which is which is great. Um, so that lends it a certain air of authenticity. But not only Peter Capaldi, it'll also be Jenna Coleman and Michelle Gomez as well will be voicing their characters in the game. Um, you have no opinion on this whatsoever, have you? Only from the point of view that if you're going to do it, then you've really got to be doing it properly, haven't you? There's no yeah. point in not tr- bringing in, doing something with the Doctor in this game and then not actually having him voiced by at well, least someone who's played the Doctor. Well, here, here's the thing, because you, you never played any of the Lego games, have you? No. None of the characters, they're all based on film franchise. They've got the Star Wars ones and you've got the Indiana yeah. Jones and Lord of the Rings and whatever. But none of the characters are actually voiced. Right. It's all like little, mm, mm, mm. it's all that sort of thing. It's all done in a more comedic sort of sort of way. Right. So unless they're going for a more serious slant with this one, um, 
I don't know, but I'm, I'm just really interested to find out what, what's going to happen with this now. Because it's bringing all sorts of franchi- uh, franchises together. You know, Doctor Who is just one of many. Yeah. So it's, um, that's going to be interesting. Uh, to me, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Paul would just sit on the fence picking the splinters out of his buttocks. <laughs> or actually, not even sitting on the fence, you're just the other side of it completely, aren't you? <laughs> just, yes. It, it's going on in a garden somewhere down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Now there have been other little bits, um, sort of sneaked out by by uh, Peter Capaldi in a, in a few sort of interviews, um, which I'm not going to go into on here because it could be classed as spoilerish, really. So uh, if you if you want to read what you know what he says about the direction of Series Nine is, is taking, then um, go ahead and read it. But we're not going to mention it on here, just in case anyone thinks well, you know, well they clearly didn't mention this bit of news, and how could they say it was a bumper news item? Well. Um, we're just trying to steer clear of spoilers. That's all. That is all. Now, um, some other sort of what we would call sort of sort of silly news, really. As you know, there's not that many of the original police boxes left in the UK now, and um, I think it's quite a few up in Glasgow, isn't there? Funnily enough, yeah. it's, it's it's, con- it's, it's, it, when there's a few in Scotland, I think. Generally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is one in the Kent Police Museum in Chatham. Now, unfortunately, um, it's going to be moved. Um, following the closure, closure of the museum at the Chatham Dockyards. Um, that's going to be next month, actually. And it's going to return to its owners in Scotland. Hmm. Hmm. So, um, yes, the um, it was on loan to the museum from the Civil Defence and Emergency Service Pres- Preservation Trust. Um, it's been there in this museum in, in Chatham since 2008. Um, but unfortunately, the museum, museum hasn't been open at all this year. Um, and there's plans to open a new museum in Maidstone, but the police box will not be part of it, so it's going back to its home in Scotland. Why not? Why is it not now good enough? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Seems a bit odd, doesn't it? That yeah. It, it is. I mean, consider, considering that due to Doctor Who, it's probably the most recognisable... If you're going to a police museum, it's probably the most recognisable thing that you'd You want to go and look, look at, for. Really. Um, yes. And especially as it looks exactly like... The current Doctor's TARDIS, with the white with the white window frames yeah. and everything, it is identical. So, um, yeah. Um, but it says it says at the end of this this um, news article here that the museum hasn't been open this year. But it's but it's at the end it says it can be seen by visitors to the historic dockyard in Chatham. But I thought the museum was shut. Let's have moved well, it out, now outside. Yeah, moved it outside. Yeah, yeah. They've built that little plinth thing for it. Maybe. God knows. Outside. Yeah, God knows. Yeah. But uh, so, if, if you're in the um, in the sort of the southeast area and you f- you fancy seeing that before it moves back in August, then uh, I'll, I'll get down there pretty sharpish, actually. Yes. Yes. So uh, anyway, but um, that's it for sort of like. The, I, just, I just can't yeah. believe there's not a market for police museums anymore. <laughs> no, me neither. It's weird, that, isn't it? But... <laughs> in, it's in, like it's not been open this year. Do you think someone turns up every day, has a look out the window? No, no one's there. I'm no one's there. Up. Probably a coachload of people turning up. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right. Anyway, um, that's it for the news. But we do have uh, time to quickly run over into Omega's Tat Corner. You pester me with trinkets. Now, um, this one seems to be quite pointless. Tat, really. To be <laughs> as honest, opposed, as opposed to all the other tat we bring you. No, I mean, I know, I mean, complete, <laughs> a completely pointless tat. Um, it just seems to be the same tat rebranded, doesn't it? Yeah, really. Um, now this is going to be an exclusive 
um, at the San Diego Comic Con, apparently. Um, it's the 12th Doctor Sonic Screwdriver um, remote control. Um, it's a proper sort of hero prop replica, um, and it's sort of it's, it's identical in every detail to the one that's used in, in the program. Um, however, we've already had one of these for the Lemph Doctor, haven't we? The Universal Remote Control. Yeah. This is smacks of, well, we've got a few of these left over. We re- rebrand it as the 12th. Put them in the new box. Make it out as the 12th Doctors. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll say there's it's an exclusive. And they say it's a limited run of 168 laser-etched numbered Sonics. This is how many they had left in the back of the store. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they'll be available to... to... How many have we got there, Andrew? It's this limited run, then. Yes. Obviously. So this will, this will be over by the time this podcast goes out anyway. But it's, it'll yeah. be available exclusively to purchase on the BBC America booth. For the first time at the San Diego Comic Con, 8th to the 12th of July, and it goes on um, sale to the general public from the 7th of September in the BBC shop. So it looks like the limited edition ones are available at San Diego Comic Con. If 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 they were trying to get rid of them, as <laughs> by rebranding them to get rid of old stock, could it be that there's a new Sonic screwdriver on its way? Oh, could be. You never know, do you? You never know. I mean, it, this is actually unusual because it is as such as such the eleventh Doctor's screwdriver, still, mm, isn't it? It is really, yeah. Um, but for such a merchandise-happy company, yes. as in the international arm of Doctor Who, it's why they haven't. You do for any other series. The minute you get a new Doctor, you suddenly get a lot more merch. You get chances to change everything. Exactly. Um, but this and it does t- seem to be a bit slow in doing it. I mean, it, we'd probably be moaning if they had the whole bloody change the screwdriver again. <laughs> but, but but from that point of view, you just think, yeah, no, it's just really odd that they haven't, to be I honest. Know, I know. And I, I'm not buying any more Sonic screwdrivers. I stopped at the 11th Doctor's Sonic screwdriver. I didn't buy the... Um, the War Doctor's one. I thought, no, I've got to buy a bigger frame to put it all in now. So. <laughs> You're going to wait till there's enough to make another box. I am, indeed. I am, indeed. I'll just wait till the program's cancelled. I think then I might buy one. <laughs> um, yeah, now, the product details, it's a, it's a 1-1 scale replica of the Series 8 Sonic Screwdriver Hero prop. That's interesting, Series 8 Sonic mm. Screwdriver Hero prop. Um, highly authentic flick-to-extend action. Who were um, grip mounted action button? Who were again? Um, press and hold button to make sonic buzz and tip light in effects mode. Um, any TV off function that turns off any television at the press of a button without having to program the sonic first. It stores up to 39 remote control commands, customizable uh, personal lock code, ivory coloured handle with subtle fleck, redesigned copper plated handle end. Galafran stand for vertical presentation, Uber again. Uh, 12 new secret Morse-coded 12 Doctor phrases. Um, 12, uh, 12 different sonic screwdriver sound effects. I didn't know the sonic screwdriver had 12 different sound effects, actually. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. Um, and no idea on price, either. No. Absolutely no idea on price. So um, if, if we can be bothered to look at this again in, in, the, in the weeks to come... Uh, once it goes on sale to the general public, we uh, we'll, we shall let you know. We shall let you know. But uh, yes, but that, that's it. You yeah. go on the BBC shop; it just like uh, just lets you register your interest. Hmm. Okay, I, I shan't be doing that. Will you? I, I, I've gone on there and I've said long walks and football. That's my interest. <laughs> 
Oh dear. I'd like to see what's other other interests people are putting there actually. <laughs> Golf strangling kittens and masturbating. There you go. Uh, they won't be very popular with the BBC. Nobody plays golf. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry, I just ripped off a Monty Python joke there, so I do apologise, folks. It's one of my favourite games of Monty Python. Anyway, um, that's it for the news. That And that's it for Tech uh, Corner this whoa, week. Whoa, so, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Just hang on there one moment, Phil. Yes, I'm interrupting myself because there was some breaking news the day after we recorded the last news section. And that was, of course, we had a trailer for the new series of Doctor Who, which came courtesy of the San Diego Comic Con and was very kindly put onto YouTube, which you, we immediately put onto our Facebook group and Twitter feed and, and, and whatever. Um, yes, it looks very, very exciting. Um, some, f- some familiar faces in there uh, and, some, uh, and some new ones as well. Uh, not too spoilery. I won't go into any great detail in case you have been avoiding it. Um, but, um, yeah, it does give away a few um, returning Old favourites. That's all I'm going to say on that front. But of course, that the other thing that it sort of gave away at the very end of the trailer is that Series 9 of Doctor Who will start on Saturday the 19th of September, which is one hell of a lot later than we all suspected. Uh, as me and Paul alluded to earlier on in the, in, the, uh, in the news, that we sort of like said, yes, it's going to be August Bank holiday and I'm going to miss the premiere of Doctor Who because I'm going to be away doing my mini um, charity thing on, on the August Bank holiday, um, which of course is now not going to happen. Hooray! So I'm not going to miss anything, which is fantastic news for me actually. So um, and it looks like Doctor Who's back um, in its nice late night slot, you know, in the dark as it should be as the, uh, as the weeks go on. So uh, that's great stuff. Now, uh, another little trailer that came out as well, because we just mentioned about Peter Capaldi um, being in the uh, giving his lending his voice, I should say, to the upcoming Lego Dimensions game. Uh, well, we had a nice little trailer for that as well, uh, which featured lots of uh, Doctor action. And um, yes, it looks fantastic. But not only are you going to get to play as the 12th Doctor, you're going to play as every Doctor from the first Doctor onwards, which is... And it looks great. It looks absolutely great. Um, I know Paul couldn't really give a monkey's about this whatsoever, but, hey, I'm excited about this, and it looks utterly fantastic. Uh, and, again, I put the link to that on our Facebook group, so hopefully you would have uh, you would have seen that by now. Now, um, another thing that came out of uh, San Diego Comic-Con after we recorded is that there's going to be a 5.5-inch Doctor figure for Peter Capaldi. Hooray! Um, now, there's been some sort of confusion over this one because some people are saying it's actually going to be the 5-inch figures, which would make sense because that would uh, match up with the old character options figures um, that they stopped doing some time ago now. Um, but 5-inch, 5.5-inch, hey, who cares? It's not those silly little little figures they have been knocking out recently. Um, so, yes, it looks like everybody's going to be able to now complete their collections which is great news for everybody. I suppose I should have done that under Tack Corner, but, uh, but at the moment there's no price, there's no anything like that at all. It's just on display at San Diego Comic Con. Somebody managed to sneak a quick photograph of it, and uh, there you go. Uh, now, another little figure that came out of this as well um, was there's going to be a Tom Baker figure uh, from the Day of the Doctor when he played the Caretaker. So it's going to have that version of Tom Baker and the painting he's the caretaker for as well. So, um, again, no price or anything. Again, I think it's a 5.5-inch figure. Uh, but, great, there's actually some new stuff coming out. Is that So it's um, they're not sort of retreading um, over 
over old old series, which is sort of I think they've been sort of treading water, as far as I'm concerned, with some of the figures lately. Uh, so uh, this is good. This is good for people who collect that sort of thing. And I will be getting the uh, the twelfth Doctor figure because it will now complete uh, my <laughs> my character options uh, set of Doctor figures. So um, that really is the end of the news this time. So we couldn't let you know that that go for two weeks for, for you know before talking about it. It was just too long a gap, and it's too big bigger news to actually um, let slide uh, for the week. That is utterly brilliant stuff. So as I suspected, there will be some breaking news coming out of San Diego Comic Con once they've done the uh, the Doctor Who panel. So great stuff, great stuff indeed. So um, possibly me and Paul will discuss this. In more detail um, in a couple of weeks' time when we're back. Um, so because uh, you, you don't you don't know this yet because we're actually on a break week next week, which I'll mention at the end of the podcast. So you know, I'm sort of way I'm sort of flitting around in time here a little bit. So there you go. So anyway, that really was the end of the news and Tack Corner. So um, coming up next is our continuation of our audio commentary for episodes three and four of the Stones of Blood. So for another week then, that really was the news. Okay everybody, it's audio commentary time again and uh, Tony returns once once more. Hello once more. Hello once more. And uh, as we said at the top of the show, we are doing episodes three and four of the Stones of Blood this time. So is everybody ready? Yes indeed. We're armed with our TV music and... All sorts of facts, aren't we, of the day? Indeed we are. Okay. All change between us for the Brighton line. So we're going to press play then in five, four, three, two, one, and play. And here we go. Okay, this episode was first broadcast on the 11th of November, 1978. Lord Mayor Show's Day. Indeed. Yes. And the Radio Times had this to say. The Doctor unmasked the villain at last. But he and Romana find themselves trapped in another dimension, apparently forever. The only hope of rescue lies with K9. But he too is in danger. Wow. Interesting. Mm. <coughs> and this time I actually get a recap of the previous episode. Which we didn't have last time. Even the model of the stone circle looks good there, actually. Mm. I'm... I'm Quite impressed with it so far. Well, to be honest, seeing they built the most of the the stones in the middle of the stone circle on the outside of their their bit they've built. They built, yeah, I know exactly. It's only the out, the, the only the outer ring that's actually yeah. The what, what stone circle oh, did they actually film this in then? It's the Rob White stones. Oh right. Somewhere oh. in Warwickshire or somewhere. Oh probably. okay. I know the Avebury Stone Circle because I've walked oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've walked yeah. it. goes for miles. I need to kick off with the Baker effect, don't I? Go on then, let's kick off the Baker effect. Go on. His lawyers are listening. Yes, indeed. In order to make the stones move, Tom Baker forced an army of uh, native peasant women to construct <laughs> a sophisticated rope system and drag them along. Unseen. <laughs> God, my writing's so Well, bad. if you haven't read Tom Baker's autobiography, he likes a bit of the old, uh, the old bondage. Oh, peasant ladies. No, no, no. He's, he's into that. <laughs> you sort see of the person's thing. arm there. Is yeah, she can just pushing it into 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 shot. 
wonder if that's the same person that had Sutex cushion. <laughs> It'll get some sort of a fee, I think, actually. So. <coughs> you don't quite see it burst the gate down there, do you? That's a funny thing. Rock On was on the radio that night as well, wasn't it? The old <laughs> yes, radio show, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. And David Essex was on a swap shop this day as well, actually. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> oh, God. It's all falling into place. <laughs> oh, no, you do see it. There we go. It took a long time to get there, didn't it? I know. It was only a foot away when we last saw it. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Travelling at pace. They've had a long conversation. <laughs> It stopped to have a think about how it was going to open the gate. And Tony Hart's going to dildo the ogre to death. Quite right, too. Can't return any ogre you've sent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mr. Bennett. (laughs) Same stock footage. Yeah. The tyre's neither gone in or out, is it? (laughs) Okay, this is the only bit I don't like is the old Spanish bullfighter music uh, that comes in here. It didn't need that, really, did it? It didn't, did the... it? Just to sort of signal what was going to happen here. Although it's not quite as bad as the um, John Pertwee with the Minotaur no. in the Time Monster. What are we having a TV schedules here, Phil? TV schedules? Yeah. Okay, let's have a look at the old uh, TV schedules here. Oh, hang on. Get to the right page. That would actually uh, help us, wouldn't it? Okay, well, um, before Doctor Who, you had, at uh, 10 to 6, you had the Basil Brush Show, which featured this week uh, the Barbara Windsor and the Brotherhood of Man. Brotherhood of Man, okay, oh, okay. So Doctor Who was on at uh, 20 past <coughs> 6. Uh, quarter to 7 was Larry Grayson's Generation Game. 20 to 8 was All Creatures Great and Small. At half past 8, uh, Smothers Do Have Them this week, oh, actually. Yeah, now, I thought that the new series of Little and Large was only two weeks ago, and all of a sudden it's been replaced with Smothers Do Have Them. Um, okay, then, um, no, nah, I think there's a reason why, because at uh, five past nine was the news, and at uh, quarter past nine was the Royal British Legion Festival of Remembrance. Of course, it's the... Uh, Sunday, isn't yeah. it? How did you know? Hence the Lord Mayor's show. Yes. yes. Indeed. Then at uh, quarter to 11, match of the day. Yeah. Um, introduced by Jimmy Hill. I forgot to say, this, this is the era of Jimmy Hill, isn't it? Of course. Of course. And um, at quarter to 12, Parkinson. Again, we don't know who was on no, it. No. Who was on it. No. And at uh, quarter to one, Weatherman. Oh, do you know Starsky and Hutch? He wasn't on it. No, there was no Starsky and Hutch. However, I can tell you what they were doing. Right. Starsky and Hutch were given the night off which they, they spend at Dreamland in Margate, helping out <laughs> spinning the waltzers and selling hot dogs. That's reopened, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's just reopened. <laughs> so I'll just get back to the episode in hand. That affected the ones with the adventure game where they used to get vaporised on that uh, oh, yeah, grid yeah, at the I end. This is all dragon-like creature. Wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, when what it was sort that? of every everything was an anagram of dragon, like Gronda Gronda Rango, and ah, it was yeah. using the, the words out of dragon. Or was it the great... Aspidistra or something, wasn't it? Mm. 
Now, was she supposed to talk over Tom Baker at that point? Or? I, I, I think she, I think she just sort of trying to get her line in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> Before she forgets it. Oh, I can see that. Now she's forgotten us. Oh, no. He's... <laughs> There's a thing in the documentary that goes with this where they're saying about, you know, you can visibly see Tom Baker getting upset that he's been out eccentric. <laughs> yes, yes. <coughs> I think she's brilliant. I think she's excellent. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon that an older companion would have worked with Tom Baker? Someone as eccentric as him? Ah. Do you think that would have worked? I think it might have worked in the fact of somebody that could at least have pulled him into line occasionally. Yeah, because Graham know? Williams, because this is the Graham Williams era as well, yeah. he couldn't have, he didn't control yeah. Tom Baker, did he? So. <coughs> Bath crystals. Do you know what? I, I, as far as the BBC props go for doc, the Doctor's contraptions, I think it's probably one of the better. Made one. It looks solid, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Especially later on when she sort of pulls the handle, it looks. They well, could work well out built. How, they, how they could pull something in and get it to the end, though, could they? So that yeah, I know. So that's who. <laughs> and then we had the reveal. <laughs> it's like a Tommy Cooper magic trick, that wasn't it? <laughs> jar gun jar gun jar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Also on schedule tonight, Horizon. If you remember Horizon, yes, go. it's entitled "Divers Do It Deeper," which is the, which is the <laughs> life, so starring Mary Millington. Or the, the life and work of North Sea divers as they attempt to make it big in the porn industry. <laughs> so I was right about Mary Millington. Well, it sounds like becoming an innuendo bloody title, doesn't it? That's what we expect from me. <laughs> Professionals was on my TV oh, this night. Oh yes, yes. Which, which was the professionals? Yeah, episode was Rogue. This is the one where the uh, the old teacher. Um, do you remember this one where they had the? They go to Cowley's old boss or something like that. Well, he, well, not oh. the, not Cowley's old boss, but someone one of the first members of CI Five apparently. Oh, I see, I see. Comes it was travelling with them in the car and he's being paid off by. This uh, shipping magnet bloke. I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. A show I've still yet to get on DVD. Mm, Professionals. Professionals. <coughs> I'm blue right now. Oh. Have they cropped the picture at all? Was it actually because they did that with the Thunderbirds DVD uh, Blu-ray release, didn't they? So I've ended up buying the um, the kids got me the. Uh, the Thunderbirds DVD box set for right. Father's Day of cut away. They, they show that it's in the four three format. Ah, okay. No, because the Thunderbirds one, all the top of the heads were cut off oh. on the Blu-ray one, so it's, it's not worth buying. Oh. So if you're going to get it, get the remastered DVD version instead. There you are. Uh, so, consumer okay. advice, so, there. So I think. Top chip. So, yeah. Yes. So the Blu-ray one comes with no strings attached. Hey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> We managed to pad out quite a long, boring scene there, actually, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like the um, 
the uh, the, 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 the uh, top ten. Yes, please. For the day actually. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Uh, number 10, My Best Friend's Girl, The Cars. Right, right, okay. Right. Uh, number 9, Sweet Talking on Electric Light Orchestra. It's gone down, it's gone down. Uh, number 8, Blame Up the Boog. It's held in at number 8 there, actually. Down Again, Rasputin, Boney oh, M. What a shame. Okay. Number 6, Darling, Frankie Miller. Darling. Yeah. Oh. Number 5, MacArthur Park, Donna Summer. That's a static, sure, static there, actually. Yeah. Number 4, Up From 24... Hopelessly devoted to you, Living Newton John. Wow. See Greece again. Yeah, but down from number two at number three, Sandy, John Travolta. <laughs> Up from number three at number two is Rat Trap, the Boontown Rats. And still holding on at number one, Summer Nights, John Travolta oh, and Living Newton John. So that's the top ten dominated by Greece. Oh, is he? So, do we find out next week whether the Rat Trap has taken over? We, we, we shall find out next week. We shall find out. Oh. Right, um, two bits of music news, I suppose. I okay, yes, as we're talking about the you Give you tonight's gig guide, which is a uh, Queen are playing the Wing Stadium, Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo? Oh, yeah, Kalamazoo. <laughs> yeah. Susie and the Banshees are at the University of Essex. Ah, okay. And Talking Heads are at the Finney Chapel, Oberlin College. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where the opening act is a magician. What? Please say it's David Nixon. <laughs> I don't know which magician, but their opening act was a magician. Uh, I'm sorry, that, that, is, that is really one for people of our age there. David Nixon. David I Nixon vaguely remember watching yeah. him on the telly. Was he used to appear on the Sooty Show, actually. Was he a white-haired boat? Bald. Oh, he's bald. Bald huh? with white hair. Ah, Round the sides. Not yeah. bald with a full head of white hair. <laughs> <laughs> that was his greatest trick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take it back what I said about the well made BBC prop, it's already broken. <laughs> you got another fact there, Tom? I have, yes. Film International's offering tonight was Le Sheriff. Pat- Patrick Du, whatever his name is. <laughs> Patrick to do whatever his name is. Oh, that well-known Play, French actor. Plays an uncompromising detective at the uh, Pro- Provence Gendarme Department, battling uh, Poisson. Dis- <laughs> Poisson. Battling fish. Hang on, no, no, Poisson. No, no, no pen pushers. That is uh, Poisson's Destilo à l'Hôtel de Ville and doing things sans chemin. I do apologise to all of our listeners in France. I really do. Which actually means, uh, you know, the pen pushes at City Hall and doing things his way. <laughs> Gronda Gronda Rango. <laughs> yeah, that really does look like the adventure game, actually. It's not like they're set. <coughs> I must say, I do quite like when it gets to Duddy Simpson's music when on the, on this little space station thing here. So we'll hear it in a minute. And that's very good model work, actually. It's just a shame it doesn't look that good when it pans away yeah. from that. Ah, oh, Steve Strange, his most sensitive role yet. <laughs> So, so, so is that supposed to be her natural colour, or is... I'm, I'm assuming... It's never really... 
Do you, do you remember Robert's Robots? <laughs> Robert's Robots. Because <laughs> one of the, one of the robots that had this silver face paint on. Do you oh. Robert's robots? Yeah. So he just kicks the corpse <laughs> back in the prison cell again. Nice <laughs> respect for the dead there. <laughs> She's actually having to hold on there to keep she her is, hands yeah. inside. <laughs> now the um, the robot next is one of the robots from the Android Invasion. It's a reused prop. Really? Oh, yes. I see. There's another reused prop as well, isn't there? There's a Wirren mm. as well later on. Obviously, one of the facts was that it was all supposed to be. It was supposed to be contained. Every one was supposed to be a different. A, form a different. Of villain, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they couldn't afford to do. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Just whatever they had lying around in the props department at the time. No, I think it was whatever was cheapest under copyright. I think. Oh right, really? Okay. And so then, state-of-the-art state BBC <laughs> Micro graphics. What a BBC Micro. I don't know. I don't know. Is there something quite pure about those old kind of graphics? We all used to play on computer games back then. There's something quite oh, innocent yeah. about it. But, but now everything has to be realistic and ah, uh, playing scramble golf. Things like that. It was, it was Actually, a real pioneering about, oh, era, know, computer, wasn't it? Computers really, you know, have, have just improved and improved and improved year on year. But obviously, between this and the five doctors, they didn't improve much, did they? They didn't the really, same. no. No, <laughs> not, certainly not BBC computers, did they? <laughs> Playing Elite, uh, obviously. <laughs> That's meant to be making a comeback, actually, Elite. They see, then, they see the model yeah. there, but it's near, no relation to what you saw before. It's a different colour. It doesn't look that great. It's not really one of Matt Irving's finest, that one, is it? No. Right. Although the Ogre are, so mm. swings and roundabouts. That's it, Tony Hart, you tell him. Keith Chegwin will appear out of that in a minute. He was always on the adventure game, wasn't he? <laughs> okay. Go on. This, this evening, get, move your feet to the disco beat on Radio 1's Disco Vating. <laughs> Turn up the volume for two hours of non-stop dancing <laughs> action featuring tonight's band, Thing. Presumably, what? this was before the real part was added to their name. <laughs> See, the band was called Thing. That's what said. Oh, God. Of course. Yes, it was the year of disco, wasn't if it? If you don't want uh, to listen to Radio 1 and you're not feeling very well, yeah. today was the day, 11th of November 1978, Barnet Hospital Radio officially went live. Wow. Oh, yes. Excellent. <laughs> Is that the first? Uh, oh, yes. oh. It's the first of Paul's dull facts of the evening there. <laughs> I think that's important. Oh, where are we now? A tent in the oh, forest? Oh, these two are actors. <laughs> oh. What's he doing? What's he doing? It's just the... Oh. oh, no, hang on. Give it five minutes if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're being watched. Okay, no line so far. I've so. James Murray. Like that once. 
Has he got a woman in there? I think he is. Uh, have they been having children's television? Sex? <laughs> what? Some of that, they've been camping in a cow field. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit racy. It's a bit Barbara Windsor that come out in a minute. <laughs> I'll put some clothes on. Sorry, it was just a bit hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is actually quite gruesome, actually. Oh, the old um, the X-ray action. Yeah, which just ah. turns in, sucks all the flesh off her hands. He's acting though is terrible, they were, but ah, ah. they just introduced those two characters to kill them off oh. immediately, didn't they? That's <laughs> really weird. <coughs> just, yeah, just just yeah, violence there. Violence, yeah. Which is something the Grown Williams here tried to move away mm. from from the Philip Hinchcliffe era, so. Ah, oh, there's else, the wearing there. If is. nothing else, that to pay him a fee for the BBC. <laughs> exactly, yes. That was more. It was probably more shocking for the BBC <laughs> than the amount of violence that took place. <laughs> and they both spoke. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to pay repeat fees as well. <laughs> Crikey. Well, I think there's just a the moral there for everyone. Sex in the woods kills. <laughs> it does indeed. Don't go camping. Don't go <laughs> camping. <laughs> Or have sex in the woods. That's when you get your rock on, you'll get the rock on. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And the cue the Blake 7 music. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, wasn't 1978 the year Blake 7 first came out as well, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, I think so. I think it was, yes. Don't touch the Megara. Show me on the Megara where you touched him. <laughs> show, show, show me on the Christmas lights. It's getting near to Christmas, obviously, then for November. I quite like this effect as a. I do, actually. It's, it's simple, but. At least it was something different rather than having somebody in a costume. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And they have actually tried to match it up quite well with their eyeline there, so mm. it's... Well... At, at say, this point, anyway. Tom Baker's much better at it <laughs> than... Than Mary Tab, yeah. Yeah, than, well, than anybody, actually. Yeah. But One suspects that Tom Baker could actually see lights in the sky, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, that's just the that actually was just a projection of his full size. In the Rhodesian Herald, right, a farmer is killed a day before his wedding, and there's a rush for flights out of the country as PM and PM Ian Smith creates 16 more martial law areas. Ooh. It was that kind of time, you see. Yeah. It was the height of apartheid there, wasn't it? Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. See, the prop looks solid. It's not a very imaginative costume, really, is it, for the villain? And the evil laugh acting isn't that great either, no. really, is it?
Uh, another prop destroyed. <coughs> it's actually rather well done. And turn to camera. And turn to camera. We fade to grey. <laughs> <laughs> nice video. Oh, grief. Oh, grief. I was that bloody Vikings film with Richard Whitmark. <laughs> Odin, Odin. Right, my last fact. Oh, your day. last factoid. Come on. There we are. Today, got the, the ascension, got, was assented to in Australia, the Dried Vine Fruits Levy Amendment <laughs> <laughs> 1978, number 136. This, this was to amend the Dried Vine Fruits Levy Act of 1971. It was about, it was about time they thought that out. Really was. It, oh, it was God, a great that, relief that, to the Dried oh. Vine Fruit people. Yep, and yes, absolutely. folks, that was the second of Paul's dull facts of the episode. <laughs> we'll do, we're, over, we're overacting a bit now. <laughs> Let's all finish this with an evil laugh. <laughs> oh, we're yeah, in today's Melly Maker. My Thin Lizzy land in Australia on their world tour. Yes. Right, and uh, the Clash have a, hold a benefit concert for Sid Vicious and his defence team. So oh, pay see. For his, uh, okay, Tone. Yeah. How many viewers for this episode? Uh, 7.2. 9.3. It's a massive upswing from the previous week. Bloody hell. Yeah, it's obviously no, no fireworks. No oh, fireworks tonight, well, obviously. Well, facts here, but you know, in the Beano, Dennis the Menace and Chums bully Walter the Softy <laughs> until Big Cynthia sorts them out. Right, comes to the rescue and teaches the lads a lesson. And Tiger and Scorcher has a super soccer article right, featuring Billy and his magical boots. And it takes part in a thrilling soccer match. There we go. And Trevor Francis writes some sort of thing in there as well. Well... The credits yeah. are actually rolled, but did you, did, did you know, though, that the modern-day Dennis the Menace, it was yeah. actually, in one of the latest comics, is actually the son of the Dennis the Menace we read as a kid. Oh, is he now? Yeah, that's how they've... Done it. How they've twisted it now. Yeah. So, it. so the dad isn't the bloke with the moustache and the comb-over, as it used to be. Is He's, the actual... The... He actually looks like an older Dennis the Menace now, and it turns out it's the Dennis the Menace of the 70s that we read. Oh, wow, that's, I think that's brilliant, actually. Anyway, we should and return. And gone to oh. live in a farm, has he, in the country? Yes. <laughs> I do apologise to WWWF fans there, because I think I've still got a list of people here, but it's finished. So It's finished. <laughs> so we should return then in episode four. That would be most regrettable. OK, everyone, we're going to press play on episode four in five, four, three, two, one, and play. Okay, this episode was first broadcast on the 18th of November, 1978, and Paul's going to read the synopsis. Yeah, the Radio Times would have told you this. Trapped in hyperspace, the Doctor and Romana suddenly find themselves faced with a new and even greater threat. Can they survive it and turn it to their advantage? Wow. Interesting. <coughs> oh. I do hope you're not, you have another Tom Baker fact as well, so. Oh, of course, yeah. That's the, uh, the last thing. Hang on, that's in this page, yeah. Okay. There, is it De Vries, the, the, uh, the old house they went yes, to originally? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, the old house was built from scratch by jobless council estate dwellers, harvested by Tom Baker whilst journeying through the Liverpool slum areas. <laughs> yeah. That's true. This is all 
libelous, of course. <laughs> now, this episode is very legalese, this one, Paul, so I'm expecting yeah, I you, Paul, to decipher it all I for us. I just said afterwards I, you I, may have him. I, I, I expect if... if uh, Tom's still got the wig he produces in a minute. He's put it on now after listening to Times. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I've missed something here, but he said afterwards you can have him to her. Yeah. But haven't they already sentenced him to death? Yes. yes. Oh. So how can she see him afterwards if he's sentenced to death? She might be interested in that sort of thing. You don't know. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's true. That is Richard Stinker Murdoch as the Megara there. Oh, is it? Who's the other chap? No, it's not. I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it do you remember Richard Stinker Murdoch? No. Did the Moomins. Oh, did he? That's what we probably know. He did the, <coughs> he narrated the Moomins the oh, eight, from the 80s, but he was with um, Kenneth Horn first on radio. Much Binding in the Marsh was the oh, radio show. Is that the round, the Horn bloke? Yes. Oh, yes. And the Clangers are back as well. Yes, yeah, Michael Palin. Oh, Michael Palin's doing. And William Shatner does the American version. Oh, does he? Yes. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Straight through. That is, that is, that's a, a bona fide fact, that one, actually. Wow. What does that sound? That effect using for them talking to each other. That reminds me of Jigsaw. There was something, remember Jigsaw? I used to have the floating Jigsaw pole. Which had, um, actually, Sylvester McCoy and David Rappaport as the O-Men. Do you remember Wilf Lum was on there each week with some weird yeah, contraption? Yeah, Janet mode. Ellis or somewhere. Like Janet that, Ellis, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Nosy Bonk. Nosy Bonk is a frightening, strange character. Yeah, well, yeah, that mask with a big nose. Yeah. So, Mr. McCoy was in Tiswas this day. Oh, right, of course he was in Tiswas. Of course yeah. he was, yes. Because that's when he was really first was shoving the ferrets down his trousers and things like that, wasn't it? It pretty much yeah. was a day for the Doctor Who fan, wasn't it? So you had... Five, Peter Davison, four, five, and seven. Right. Yes, you did. On telly, yes, on telly that day. Wow. Hmm. TV listings, Phil. TV listings. Okay. Oh, Conan's looking sad, though, Tom. Yeah, he's looking it's, very it's, sad. Oh, love song. That's just not the way she talks to him. It's, it's, took it one in a stride. There's no sort of, it's a robot dog. Let's smash it to pieces. <laughs> Very accepting. Now, Vivian turned into another dildo, I think you'll find, actually. <laughs> I think, Phil, we're beginning to think this is more of what's in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's my dildo mind. <laughs> my dildo mind. Might okay. Music uh, should we go for the TV listings then, shall we? Yes. Okay, before Doctor Who was uh, Basil Brush show at 10 to 6, oh, yeah. um, this week featured Alfie Bass and the Spinners. Ah. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, but also I forgot, I think I've might have forgotten this through the last three episodes, that um, the Pink Panther show was on at quarter past five. Oh, yeah. Yes, that, now that it really <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> so it's, anyway, uh, 20 past six, Doctor Who, quarter seven, Larry Grayson's Generation and, game. And, and on that tonight, oh, no, oh, oh, okay. was Legs and Co dancing to the Bee Gees Night Fever. <laughs> oh, was that one of the games then, I'm assuming, was I it? I presume so. Okay. I, I, yeah, I presume so. <laughs> okay, 20 all creatures great and small. Uh, then at half past eight, some others do have them again, actually. Uh, doesn't say which... Uh... Oh, this one's with one Richard Wilson in it. Oh. Yes, so it says here. Um, five past nine, Starsky and Hutch. Oh, well, the boys return after their break in Margate 
and uh, the duo get uh, duped into helping a fellow police officer whose daughter is a victim of rape. His private revenge sets up Starsky and Hutch's and unsuspecting hitmen. Oh, see, I'm okay. Surprised, I'm surprised Tony didn't come up with a fact saying it was this episode that led to David's soul getting <laughs> Silver Lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> OK, that five to, uh, 5 to 10 was the news. Then at uh, 5 past 10, Match of the Day, again presented by uh, Jimmy Hill, which featured uh, first and second division action, so oh. it says here. Um, As they did in them days. Yeah, so your commentators there were Barry Davis and John Moss. I, I miss Barry Davis commentating, actually. Uh, but uh, yeah. what were some of the results of the day there, Paul? Well, it was a victory for Millwall as they beat Stoke 3-0. Yes, at last. <laughs> Actually, going back to... That is some repair job done on the Doctor's contraption there, isn't it? Crikey. It's giving it a spick and span clean there. <laughs> isn't it? Crikey, O'Reilly. Anyway, it's back to the football results. <laughs> and uh, West Ham drew 1-1 with Crystal Palace. Oh, they're going oh. down the table, I suppose, aren't they? Yep. Tottenham beat Chelsea 3-1 at Chelsea. Yep. Interesting. That was it. Okay. And then at uh, five past 11, Parkinson. And then at uh, five past uh, midnight for the final time, Weatherman. <laughs> and on Parkinson this night oh, okay. was artist and entertainer Rolf Harris shares his thoughts and the differences between life in Britain and that is in the homeland down under. Okay. This episode will probably never be shown again, which is unfortunate because it had Jim Henson and Frank Oz on there as well. Yes. Yes. Ah, damn them. Bollocks to you, Harris. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, right, what was what was on ITV? Because I must admit, this episode has all the and stuff, ITV. and it's not really much you can talk about here. But what was on ITV that night? Mind your language, obviously. Mind your been. language was yes. The episode "Take Your Partners." Whatever, <laughs> yeah. And the uh, professionals was episode was not a very civil civil servant. Okay, what was that and one about? And this was about? the one where the uh, building company was at rigged a jury. Oh, yes, remember that one as well. Yeah. And you had the person being poisoned in the potting shed and that's that yes. Sort of quintessentially English, that one. Poisoned in the potting shed. Oh, yes. Ah. You got some something there, Tom? Well, I've got a midnight movie. Oh, yeah. Like that night was the, the great, was it was called The Great Man. It's a biopic of the Welsh prog rock pioneers starring Jose Ferrer and mixed cousin Dean Jagger. Robert Morley plays a disapproving old fuddy duddy. There we go. What's the final line of the film, sir? Well, if you can't beat them, join them. them. (laughs) (laughs) These kids are into something. (laughs) They're onto something, yeah. You know, these kids are onto something. He puffs his pipe. Now, I do like the fact that it's a slightly different prop. When they've rebuilt it, it's slightly different. It's got that big yellow handle. It's got more buttons to press instead. Like, K9's got the, uh, the better... They've got the improvements there of the circuitry. I just wonder whose idea this was about the, the legal papers and the wig. Well, do you just think this is something Tom Baker just produced as they was filming 
I bought this wig and, and, the, and the briefs with me, and it's sort of, oh, for God's sake, Tom. All right, let him do it. <laughs> no, I suspect it's even not that. I suspect they went, roll. And yeah. suddenly, <laughs> he just came out too late. That's not like she's going to fall out of that dress at any moment. I don't mean to be sexist, but they're, they're dicing with danger there, I think. Yes, I'm not. I that. I bet you did, you <laughs> dirty boy. <laughs> okay. Oh, the handle's back on it now. It's, a different, it's back to the original prop again. Hi, oh, you were. Disco lovers out there tonight's. Oh, uh, there's plenty of them. Tonight's uh, disco vating uh, features getting down and doing one's thing to the sounds of Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> I expect this sort of time of the seventies. You had those disco dancing championships oh, yeah, on ITV, yeah, 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 didn't absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah. No, we're going to watch it a bit too much now, aren't we? So, <laughs> oh, yeah. bit too much oh, well, There's plenty more facts here. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to give us a chart rundown? Or? Oh, good let's thing, do the, good let's do the chart good rundown thinking. then. Yeah. Okay, let's have it. Okay. So, that's uh, what's my iPad. I'll up with the gig guide afterwards. Oh, okay. So, number 10. Uh, Blame on the Boogie, the Jacksons, down from number it's 8. Down, yeah, uh, right. down from number 5 at number 9, MacArthur Park, Donna Summer. Up from 17 to number 8, Instant Replay, Dan Instant Hartman. Instant Replay. Up from 16 to 7, Pretty Little Angel Eyes, Shawaddy Waddy. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, holding stead at number six, Darling, Frankie Miller. Uh, up from number 10 to number five, My Best Friend's Girl, The Cars. Down from number three to number four, Sandy, John Travolta. Uh, about time. Down from number one to number three, Summer Nights. Ooh, John Travolta, number one. Living Newton John. It's down at last, yes. yes. Up from number four to number two, though, hopelessly devoted to you, Olivia Newton John. That's a new but number up one. Up from number two to number one, Rat Trap, the Boontown oh, Rats. Yeah, there we much. Yep. Famously, Bob get, opens the top of the pops when they say, and there's a new number one, and it yeah. pans across, and it pans across to a picture of John Travolta, isn't it? And uh, Bob Goldoff rips it in half, doesn't he? Yes. Is that also plays the, uh, he mimes the saxophone with the candelabra? Yes. That's it. <coughs> and uh, seeing as they're on their way up, if you wanted to see them at our favourite venue for, for music and okay. everything, Shawaddy Waddy at the Winter Gardens Bournemouth. Fantastic. Who's your podcast? If we ever do a live show, it's going to be at the Winter Gardens <laughs> Bournemouth. <laughs> was there a support act, though? Was, I, it, I, was I, it Peppy and Friends? <laughs> <laughs> Or the Stutzbeer Cats. Oh, it's going to be racy or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Racy, yeah. yeah. St. Louis and Talking Heads were at the Roxy Theatre. Okay. I'm still sort of gigging around, around the UK somewhat. Yes. Good you know, it's very sad that I missed out the WWWF action last oh, time. Oh, last now. week, yes, yes. Okay. WWF fans. My pitches this week, it's uh, Ivan Karloff against Larry Zaysko. Superstar Billy Graham versus Dusty Rhodes. And tonight's tag team action, Andre the Giant oh. and Dino Bravo and Dominic Danucci versus the two Yukon Lumberjacks and Spiros Arson. 
Spirosasen. <laughs> mm. I thought, just going back to the show, I thought K9 was actually guarding the door a minute ago. No, 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 he's multitasking. Tony Hart ponders. I <laughs> can't remember a line. So. <laughs> Yes, now, now as, as the Doctor has called the Megara as one of his witnesses there, has that ever happened, in, uh, as you're, you're Mr. Legal Man of the podcast, no, no, good has that actually ever happened that the judge has been called? Um, Can you? Call it's it, yeah. very unlikely, because if the judge was at all, uh, could be thought to be involved, they'd have had to, someone, either the judge would have excused himself from the proceedings at an early, before it got to yeah. that stage, or... Someone, either defence or prosecution, would have would have known about this. Put a request in that ah. the judge was replaced. Ah, I see. I okay. see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So yeah, because at that point it would have had to have been a case that there would have had to have just been a retrial. Ah, fine. Interesting. I would. So really, this would have ended in a retrial. It. <laughs> yeah, it could well, well have done actually I mean I, I thought that would have been his best bet here actually would have been called to retrial, retrial. Yes. under a um, different constitution of here's a good question oh. yeah, I've got a good question for you Mr Legal Man can the Queen be called, be called as a witness um, yes I think because well, wasn't there some question because, as, to uh, that, as to whether the uh, well she can't lie you see the, you know I mean, whatever she says is the absolute truth because it's her courts it's her thing and it's because wasn't there some question as to whether she would have to give evidence and they the, exit um, off camera <laughs> Princess of Wales Butler yeah, case yeah. when there was the questions as to whether or not he had been given or had just taken. That's right, she could have lie through her teeth, but that word would be taken as, as absolute gospel, apparently, isn't it? Right? Oh, I don't know, it's a bit. Because it's, it's, it's her course, and so, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, Yes, they, yes. Yeah, I read in a book somewhere, but they put him away eloquently than I did. But yeah, that's <laughs> no, why no, 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 it, it, it didn't have it on the page, didn't it? Because it's a, uh, um, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. You want to look it up? It's, uh, yeah, it's a courtroom conundrum. Well, I like that. Yeah. Courtroom conundrum. Now. Um, as we're back in the courtroom bits again, just a little, little few little facts about the actual story itself. Um, the working titles for this story was The Nine Maidens. I don't know where, how that, that must have been a drastic story change then. And The Stones of Time. Stones no, because the, the, no, it wasn't The Nine Maidens. Isn't that supposed to be a set of um, stone rings or whatever? I don't know. Is that anything to do? Is that the nickname for the Rollwright Stones or something? Or? No, not necessarily, but... Seeing as they're not necessarily referring to them as the Rollwright Stones, um, because I, I don't really think I don't think it really matters to be honest. I think they've yeah. made up wherever this ring is supposed to be. Oh, anyway, I see. Okay. So. Well, um, as we're doing episode four, apparently this was the um, on the twenty third November, uh, five days after this was broadcast. It was the fifteenth anniversary of the program. Okay, uh. so um, <coughs> apparently. Um, Anthony Reid asked the writer David Fisher to write a new scene featuring Romana and Canine surprising the Doctor with a cake celebrating his 751st birthday and a new identical scarf however Grown Williams vetoed this as it was being a too self-indulgent 
Which I think was right, actually. I think it was. That was a little bit too mm. knowing and mm. up its own backside, really, oh, yeah. that, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> there was a bit we just missed there where he throws the wig onto the floor. Yes. On, the, on the actual proper commentary, they're saying about the fact that he took off the wig and threw it on the floor. He was saying, how much better would it have been if he'd also then taken off his own hair and thrown it back Now, apparently, according to Wikipedia, it says this is one of only two stories between Frontier and Space and the end of the series' initial run not to have the special sounds created by Dick Mills. Yes, apparently it was ill, wasn't it? Yeah, apparently due to him suffering a brief illness and Elizabeth Parker provide the sound effects instead. However, I'm quite sure that his name is in the credits at the end. No, he probably just couldn't be bothered to read. <laughs> probably couldn't, no. So I don't know if, if that's a Wikipedia... You know, as we know, it's 100% fact-checked, isn't it? So. Absolutely. Okay. Would anyone well, like to know what's going on in the Rhodesian Hill? Unless you've got a fact there. Well, I've, 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 actually, I've actually got some more um, casting things from oh, this well, story, fair enough. actually, yeah, as yeah. we're right at the very Let's end. Let's go, and it'll go, and it'll go. Um, the, um, yeah. the role of Vivian Faye was originally offered to Honor Blackman. Oh, interesting. Right, uh, but she declined the part, so she felt that the um, Beatrix Lehman as Professor Rumpf had all the best lines. Mm. So um, then Blake um, asked um, the, the, the director, Daryl Blake, asked Mariah Aitken um, to, and she wasn't interested. Is she? So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't think then Blake asked another seven. No, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it's, <laughs> boom, boom. I set them up, you oh. knock them down here. <laughs> okay. um, there's a couple of meetings you could have, could have attended today. Okay. Uh, in 1978, um, the first, well, there was the first meeting of the General Service Board of Alcoholics Anonymous in Ireland. Interesting. On this yeah. day. And this was the second day of a two-day meeting to discuss the reintroduction of the bearded vulture into the Alps. Ah. Oh. Good. Good. It's about time they did that. Yep. Yep. Thriving now, I understand. That's got to be a euphemism for something. The bearded vulture. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's got to be. <laughs> there we go. Overacting. Oh dear, that really was terrible, wasn't it? Oh, coming to the end, aren't we? So here we go. Uh, <coughs> in the Rhodesian Herald, yeah. right, some bloke called uh, Hawkins retires. And dictator Ian Smith puts a ban on uh, party cars and T-shirts. T-shirts. It's just as well as that nice Mr. Mugabe is waiting in the wings to take over. Oh, yes. Yeah. To her silverness. I like that. I like the fact she's turned into a stone and left there. I like so that. How comes a, she's lost her silverness there? Just before she's turned into a silver stone, it seems yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. Now, she hasn't quite, I think, just because of the lighting, because it's in natural daylight now, so it doesn't, you haven't got the harsh mm. studio no, lights. No, I her. suspect then that they didn't bother, different set, and they didn't bother actually <laughs> painting her. Painting her, maybe. Yeah. That's more like it's it. Being the only, it's that being probably the only outside bit that's been filmed with her, wasn't it? Even the it other was, yeah. Other than the in the pink suit earlier. Yeah. yeah. Tony Hart looks sad and rather oh, confused. No. Yeah. Right, one last bit of news I can go tell on you. Then, go on then, yeah. go then, go Music news. 
Tony Kenning, drummer, sacked by Def Leppard. Ah, oh, right. On this yeah, day. Yeah. Oh, one handy bloke took over. Was well, a bit, as bit he was, well, he wasn't at the time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Replaced by Rick Allen. Lost his arm in 1985. That's so right, car action or something like that. It was only 15 when he took over. Really? Yeah. Who took over? Rick Allen. Rick Allen. Rick Allen. I thought he said Rick Astley. <laughs> yeah, Rick Astley was a drummer. He was actually. He was. He yeah. was yeah. Funny enough. Obviously, he would have sunk to his arm, never going to give you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dear me. Man, today's Beano. Dennis and Menace great gatecrashes uh, Walter's badminton game. And uh, there's a competition to uh, win a Dennis and Menace t-shirt. There we go. Oh, ah, there we good. Are. good. <laughs> that's, that's the last fact of the day. I just wonder why that room is black, actually. You have to... hmm. And why the key to time is kept in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> in the big water cooler there. <laughs> Either that or they've repainted the safe out of a fist uh, for a few dollars more. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, um, the carpenter one bit was made yeah. by the same carpenter. Back to the back TARDIS. To, yes. It's a very sad day for him. Yes. <laughs> oh, well. There we go. The one last question for you, Tone. Yep. What? Do you think the audience figures were for this last part? 9.7. 7.6. What's the with these people? It was really up and down the view figures oh, for this dear. story, wasn't where it? Are, it really was. Crikey. Oh. Well, there we are. That's our commentary completed for The Stones of Blood. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, did you enjoy the story, though? See, Dick Mills, there he is. He's on the credits. Oh, I thought um, it was really good. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, um, you, you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. You said at the beginning you weren't too sure before we started recording. You weren't entirely sure about this story. No, 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 no. I've got back into it again. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's yeah, all right. I like it. Thumbs right. up from Tone there. I guess a thumbs, thumbs up from Tone. Good, Slow thumbs good. Up. Yeah, that's right. Okay then. Well, uh, next week we're going on a break week, aren't we? Yes. Yes. Um, we weren't going to originally. We weren't meant to have some uh, a special podcast with some special guests. So unfortunately, the recording didn't quite happen. We couldn't get our schedules right. So we're going to make another attempt at that shot in, in the coming weeks, hopefully. So, um, so when we do return, we're going to come back with a big finish review, aren't we? Oh, no, sorry. No, no we're finished. not. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're Target review. Yes. And it's slightly different, isn't it? Because we're yes. doing the Power of the Daleks. Yes. Now, the reason it's slightly different is because we've got no DVD to compare it to. So we're doing it to the audio version. Mm. Yes, so that'll be... uh, That's a new challenge for us there. It's a new challenge. As I suggested, uh, um, yep. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, uh, so Tony, we don't know when you're going to return to the podcast, do we? I thought it'd be cold as anything next time. Winter. It'd, it'd be, be winter. <laughs> probably after Series 9 has aired, I would it imagine. It probably will be. Yeah. It probably will be now. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, shall we wrap this up then? Yes. Let's yes, wrap this up. So, so, until we return in two weeks' time, it's goodbye from me, Phil. Goodbye from me, Paul. And goodbye from me, Tony. Goodbye.
were listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Thank you.